the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible doesn't give us an explanation for the existence of Satan or evil, which occurred before the fall of mankind. And although we don't understand much about his origin, we know that Satan is real, he is our enemy, and he is dangerous. Dangerous enough that we have warnings galore throughout Scripture. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. Our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely, returns us to our study through Genesis, laying foundations for truth as it relates to everything that we face today in our own cultural settings. We invite you to join us today as we continue exploring Genesis 3 and our adversary, the devil. Here's Pastor Leighton and today's study verse by verse. Evolution is a direct assault on the credibility of the Bible. For it attacks the first five words of the Bible, in the beginning, God created. Now, the evolutionists might say, follow the science, but they don't really mean that because true science is based on the scientific method of observation and experimentation. And those contradict fundamental assumptions upon which the theory of evolution is built. Uh, True scientific facts and laws such as the laws of thermodynamics tend to contradict the theory of evolution and support the creation account. True science is based on observation and experimentation. And there was only one observer to the creation of the universe, that is God. But God's testimony has been rejected by some scientists who try to find some other explanation for the elegance and intricacies of what exists. We then looked at the portion beginning at chapter 1, verse 26, through the end of chapter 2, where the Bible focuses on the creation of mankind and teaches us clearly that there are two genders, male and female, uh, that both are made in the image of God, that each has a specific role, and the combination of these scriptural doctrines are the basis for God's design of marriage and family. It is important for us, both as a church family as well as individuals, to make a decision as to what we believe about the Bible, because the Bible is going to conflict with many things this present culture asserts. And as we journey through Genesis, we're going to see multiple examples of things that this world believes that contradict what the Bible teaches. Now, Christians live in and are influenced by a culture that does not look at things biblically. And a Christian's only counter to such influence is through immersion in the Bible as the Word of God, not only on Sundays, but all through the week in daily personal devotions. A little 30-minute sermon on Sunday is hard-pressed, no matter how biblical, well-prepared, or well-presented, to counter the many hours of subconscious programming we experience each day as we go about our business. And that's why we need individually to be studying through the Bible as the Word of God daily, because it's the Word of God that cleanses our thoughts. 
Now, subjects are often uh, addressed in many parts and places of the Bible, and, and like dots, we need to connect them correctly to see the real picture. If we don't have a consistent starting place and process, we can incorrectly connect the dots and get the wrong picture. And Genesis is important because it sets the foundation for under, understanding everything else in Scripture that follows. The law or principle or rule of first mention is a guideline for studying Scripture. The law of first mention says that to understand a particular word or doctrine, we must find the first place in Scripture that that word or doctrine is revealed and study that passage. And the reasoning is the Bible's first mention of a topic is the foundation upon which doctrines are then more fully developed. So in order to fully understand, or more importantly, to understand complex theological concepts, we start with where things are first mentioned. Obviously then, uh, the place to start is Genesis, which is the book of beginnings. And so we're going to continue to find foundations of many biblical doctrines as we continue our study through the book of Genesis in the weeks to come, should the Lord tarry. You may have heard the phrase... The oldest trick in the book. You probably have heard that phrase somewhere before. Well, what we're about to read about today is literally the oldest trick in the book. And the book, of course, we're talking about is the Bible, and this is the first trick pulled on humanity in human history. And even though it's the oldest trick in the book, it still works, and we are all victims of it. Genesis chapter 3 has been called the pivot of the Bible because it explains how we got from the perfection and the peace of creation in chapters 1 and 2 to a point where this world is now filled with jealousy, anger, murder, rebellion, and judgment. The rest of the scripture documents the consequences of Adam's sin and explains what God in his grace has done to rescue us. The events that are described in chapter 3 of Genesis is not a myth If the fall of man actually did not occur, then the Christian faith is built on fables, not fact. And Jesus Christ suffered needlessly on the cross. From Genesis chapter 3 to the last chapter of Revelation, the Bible records the conflict between God and Satan, sin and righteousness, and it pleads with sinners to repent and trust and obey God. Adam's disobedience brought sin into the human race, and all of creation is affected by it. The Bible doesn't give us an explanation for the existence of Satan or evil, which occurred before the fall of mankind. And although we don't understand much about his origin, we know that Satan is real, he is our enemy, and he is dangerous. Here in Genesis chapter 3, he is described as a serpent, also in 2 Corinthians 11.3, in Revelation 12, he's called the dragon. Uh, the Both names are combined in chapter 20, verse 2 of Revelation. Uh, but Satan's not only a servant who deceives, he's also described as a roaring lion who devours in 1 Peter 5.8. And among his names are Abaddon and Apollyon, which mean destroyer. The name Satan means adversary, and the name devil means slanderer. And there are many more names and descriptions in the Bible. In John 8, chapter 8, Jesus called Satan a murderer and the father of lies. He also called him the evil one in chapter 13 and the prince of this world. Paul and John called the devil the evil one. And Paul said Satan was the god of this age, the ruler of the world system, and the leader of demonic forces of evil. So, in short, because Satan is dangerous, we 
need to be very careful to not give him a foothold in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why it's important for us to study God's work and to understand the schemes and the strategies of Satan. Let's look at chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. The word crafty there uh, indicates an intent to deceive. Now, regarding his, uh, the serpent's origin, we're clo- told that he was an animal made by God, so that removes any possibility that he is just some kind of a spiritual or supernatural being. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He's saying, is it, is, it, is it really so that God said, or is what God said really true? And by this line of questioning, Satan raises doubts in Eve's mind concerning the truthfulness of God's word and the goodness of God's heart. Uh, Do you really mean mean that you can't eat from every tree? You know, if God really loved you, he'd be a lot more generous than that, wouldn't he? I mean, he must be holding out on you. And so Satan focused on God's one prohibition. An attempt to create in the woman's mind the false impression that God is repressive and jealous and self-protective. Verse 2, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. So Eve's reply showed that she was following Satan's example and altering the word of God. When you compare this portion with the portion in chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, you'll find that she omitted the word freely, freely eat. She added the phrase, neither shall ye touch it, which wasn't in the original. And she failed to say that God commanded them to obey. Further, she spoke of God using the name found in chapter 1, Elohim, which focuses on the power of God instead of the name given in chapter 2, Elohim Jehovah, which focuses on our relationship with God. Finally, she said, lest you die, suggesting that death was only a possibility instead of you shall surely die, which was an actuality. So she took from God's word, she added to God's word, and she changed God's word. She was beginning to doubt God's goodness and truthfulness. Doubt in God's goodness and truthfulness is a critical vulnerability that allows Satan's lies to deceive and destroy. We have a worship song that we sing periodically. We sang it yesterday. God is good all the time. Remember that song? Remember how one person could say God is good and the response is? And all the time? You know, it's important that we remind ourselves every day that God is good all the time. This is important because if you doubt God's goodness and truthfulness, you are ripe for the schemes of the devil. Verse 4, you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So Satan denied God's truth, God's word. He said, you will not surely die. It's a direct contradiction of God's words. You will surely die. But Satan is a liar and God is the God of truth. And at this point, Eve should have reminded herself of God's word, believed in it, left the serpent, found her husband. 
You know, it's when we linger at a place of temptation that we get into trouble, especially if we know that what we're thinking is contrary to God's truth. God's truth is our shield, but it protects us only if we take it by faith and use it. The phrase, for God knows, is stated in such a way as to draw attention to the advantages of eating the forbidden fruit. And, and, and the serpent here is suggesting that God has been a little less than honest in giving man and woman the complete truth of the matter. Instead of saving them from death, God's really trying to prevent them from becoming like him. You will be like God. That's surely a promise that will get anybody's attention. So what the serpent here was offering was freedom and fulfillment and delight and discovery and advancement and autonomy. Which, as we all know, are empty truths at best. You see, at the end of the day, our Creator created us for a purpose to fulfill His designs, not Satan's. More as we continue the week here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Questions about today's program, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You'll learn more about this radio program and Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, where this broadcast originates. Again, highlands.us. Tomorrow, more out of Genesis 3 on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.